Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Vino Volley. We want to first and foremost thank you for starting your 2024 off with this fantastic podcast. As always, I'm your host, Michael Wall, and with me is my best bud and co-host, Ryan Rebecca. That's right. New Year, same us. Correct. Only colder and more miserable. Rod, did you make any New Year's resolutions? Not officially, but I will say I've 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 hit it hard over the last couple of weeks, working out at least once a day, trying to get beach body ready. That on top of, of course, letting a novel virus infiltrate my body shortly after we last recorded. That's right. Yeah. Uh Ryan had the uh, the COVID, yeah. and despite his best efforts, did not infect my entire family with it. That's so, true. You know, I hey, called you the next day. I'm like, sorry. Social distancing, though, being eight feet apart. Good yeah. thing we good thing we don't have better equipment so that you know this microphone things, is fucking riddled. Yeah, you're probably gonna the with, reverberations. You might get a, a second bout yeah, of it. Well, fucking yeah. So I mean, you know, whatever. As, as we've mentioned on previous podcasts, Ryan and I are are close to that that. Round age of forty, yep. And there's there's two ways to go about it: is just to let yourself become just a fat bag of shit, yeah. or go lean and mean. And so Ryan and I have have dipped heavily into the lean and mean. Yep. And yeah, so yeah, running smoothies, doing push ups, just you know, farting blood. Yeah, just seeing where it takes me. I mean, it's you're losing fluid, so I guess you're losing yeah. weight too. You did mention the round age of forty. Our goal, of course, is to not be round. Correct. And, you know. Lean and mean. By the time you open up your pool, just not have our wives just right. cringe and disgust. As, as it was aptly put to me, I don't want to look like my midsection is like trying to stuff a Christmas tree into a garbage <laughs> bag. It's just like all overflowing. So we're going to try and keep it level. And the, the main goal is really that the top yeah. is farther out than the bottom. Correct. Because I'm, I mean, pale guy. So I'm a, I'm a rash guard person. So there's, I mean, pretty much my wife and my child are the only people who are going to see me shirtless. So if. My top sticks out farther than my bottom in a good way. Yeah. I think most shirts, I'm gonna I'm gonna look better than you know what what could be underneath. 100%, so that's that's, 100%. The, that's the main goal. Yeah, no, feeling feeling good. It wasn't a, wasn't a rough bout of the uh, of the vid uh, this time around, but uh, you know, I was home cleaning, mopping, vacuuming, cooking, shitting. No, 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 no. I didn't. It was just like. Yeah. I was tired. I slept till 10 in the morning, which is unheard of. That's it. Yeah. Can't do that anymore. No. But uh, yeah, looking forward to the days getting longer. Just figuring out these next couple months before coaching fires back up. We're in the middle of hockey with my uh, my oldest. Signed the boys up for one for travel soccer, one for in town. Beautiful. And I'm back. I got my whistle ready. I'm going to take I don't it out. I really ever left as I've. I have one able, in my pocket right now. Been able to partake in some of Ryder's hockey games and. He may be apparent in the stands, but you wouldn't know it as just constantly yelling. And I mean, I get fired up too. I love it. Yeah, it's I awesome. Love it. So a couple things of note is that we crossed the threshold 500 followers on the Instagram That's account, which is awesome. And and thank you to everyone who's who's a listener and has joined. And hopefully, you know, we gain more listeners every day. So we don't want to stop there. We want to keep that that number growing. So again, thank you to everyone. There'll be probably appreciation posts later. If you haven't already, subscribe VinoVolley85 on Instagram. Our main means of communication is uh, VinoVolley85 at gmail.com. And the website, which is uh, a way for folks to review the wines that we have drank and provide a link to them. Check out the website. 
And it's it's too much of a mouthful because I was too much of a cheap bastard to upgrade my Wix account to register the domain name. So go to the Instagram account. It is linked there. And again, boom, all linked. Boom. Technology, right? Full Zelda. All all wines are posted there with our review, our score, and a link to Vivino. So if you couldn't remember Ryan's reading of the label, there's a... Which is 100% culturally accurate. Doesn't help, though, sometimes. I appreciate it. Our our, re- our viewers might not. But anyway, so there's a picture Fucking of better. it, because pictures uh, sometimes are better than words, and that would be the way that you can pick it out in a store. Now, as we start the new year, mm-hmm. some things will remain, and there's going to be some things that are new. Love it. Mike Wall, Honesty Hour, I don't think can go away, because we've always needed to correct ourselves for something. The other part, though, that we are going to start, when applicable, as we have breached into other countries, and I'm going to say you, mostly, yeah. tend to offend some of those listeners, we have instituted the Crofty Cultural Correction Hour, okay. in which our listener from across the pond will add his two cents about things you may have said about the British people. Maybe good, maybe bad. Okay, but we'll we'll air those those corrections. Hey, we're he- we're here to edutain. You know, people are here to learn. Did you They're say edutain? Edutain, like educate and entertain. Yeah, is that the edutain? Yeah, seems like a venereal disease. Oh yeah, I got that edutain. Yeah, I got that got that burn. It's really, well, it's like the uh, the stodgy bake. Stodgy bake. That's like the English word for getting the burn from a girl oh, in the God. back seat of a uh, what I assume is a, a Lotus. That's an English car. An MG. Well, that'd be the front. They don't have a backseat. Tur- uh, what's the tur- Turok? What's the the? That's uh, a Volkswagen. Volkswagen Turok. The the shittiest. No. What's the uh, what's the Toyota? It's like the Tacoma version. That's oh the Hilux. The Helix. Yeah. Yeah. Can't get them here, which sucks. But that's a whole different story for another day. Yeah. Not not for this podcast. Nope. So to that, Mike Wall, Honesty Hour. Come clean. It's a new year. I think it's it's you. So during our last. <laughs> podcast we reflecting to you we talked about concussions and i think it was the as we were we were talking or maybe it was no it was the captain almost dropping dead on the field that's right so that was actually two episodes ago it was uh, luton town and we had you had mentioned duran Harmon as someone that had dropped on the field yeah don't so that was we were Trying to find the name for the Buffalo Bills player who collapsed on the field. Correct. It was not Deron Harmon, who was a three-time Super Bowl champ with the New England Patriots, which is probably why it stuck out in your head as a Patriots fan. It was DeMar Hamlin. That is correct. He might win Comeback Player of the Year this year. DeMar Hamlin. I mean... I don't know what Deron Harmon's doing. That's... I mean, I I feel like that would be warranted. Coming back from death? Yeah, Yeah. I would imagine it's pretty good. Yeah. I will say, I mean, I don't know if it's something that needs to be talked about, but I feel like... More than I remember, a lot of players are just collapsing on the field. Yeah. You had Christian uh, Christian Erickson during the the Euros. They've yeah. had, I mean, several fans where they've stopped games because players have been pointed out, like, just people are like... A couple hockey players, too. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not CrossFit. Gonna... That's I blame the... CrossFit. I mean... None of these athletes yeah, do CrossFit. I'm just trying to find it. It's a... the... How, how do you know when someone does CrossFit? Don't worry. They'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway... Demar Hamlin, so yep. correct that, and then both our... start with D and H. So, like, I'm not going to apologize. You can see where I made the mistake. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's why we have the the Mike Wall Honesty Hour, which should probably include the Rebecca. On, I mean, I was I didn't say it. 
And then for our first ever Crofty Cultural Correction Hour, it's actually in the positive column as Crofty confirmed, yes. as we had talked about on the podcast, that the half and half scarf are a big no-no in the UK, and you should get your ass kicked. Love it. Now, to that, we actually had a write-in kind of talking about a little bit of a hot take on the scarf, which I, I feel like is perfect opportunity yep. segue into that as, as we have utilized the Crofty uh, Cultural Correction Hour, hopefully... Keep those coming. Hopefully, they're in the plus column, not the minus column, as you... I'm going to say you, because I don't really think I offend... No, I might say some things today. Fantastic. Great. So, we'll have some negatives (laughs) for the next episode. But, Samantha wrote in as a hot take for the scarf, you know, kind of agreeing with us as far as our opinions, but wanted to just add a little bit to the scarves with the faces on them. Obviously, we weren't fans of them. They didn't look great, but we didn't really go into too much. Now, Sam has gone the extra length and said that... Because it's a face on a scarf, doesn't it make that face decently punchable? Ooh, both the player and the wearer of scarf? Well, I mean, hands down, the wearer, but... Someone's getting hit. Someone's getting hit. So the knit kind of distorts the face, and personally, she thinks that it makes it look more smug and logically punchable. That's good. That's a good take. To which I agree, but the, the problem is that usually it's like Legends of the Club, which, again, if it's Liverpool... We obviously know they're untouchable. Yeah. But any other club, yeah, sock that fucker right in the face. So it goes on to say that not only that, but by wearing a face scarf, as we said, you'd probably want to punch that fan wearing it at that point. So you'd probably just be better to punch them in the face, which I agree. Send the message. So it's a two two for one punchable offense. Love it. Is you've, you know, you went and you decided, yes, this would be a good idea to have my face on a scarf. That puts you in a front runner seat to be punched, mm-hmm. and then likely the idiot who decided th- this is going to be a good look for them, like rolled out of the house and was like, "Nailed it! I've got somebody's face just wrapped around yep. my tits." Because <laughs> um, I mean, if you wear it, that's where it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. nipple height. Yeah, you'll be punched as well. So Sam, love good it. insight, love it. Thanks, Sam. Love the hot take. We appreciate it. Yeah. Anything else we want? Any airing of grievances? Uh, no airing of grievances. I am excited. To drink wine. Okay, so then... Slash to drink, period, because I think I've had one alcoholic beverage since I'm sick. I'm partaking, in, as you know, a damp January, so, so besides the so, two episodes... Soggy January? So, just damp, just a little, just, little damp, a little yeah. moist January. Okay. Oh, oh. So besides this episode and the other episode we're recording this month, I am not drinking. Okay. Again, in that, in that lean and mean. Yep. So... To that, to all our vino volleyers out there, it is time to pop those corks, indulge in a healthy pour, and dive stud showing in today's episode. Yeah, hell yeah. So, Rye Guy, yep. before we really get into the topic of conversation, let's hear about the wine we're going to be drinking today. What are we going to be vibing in tonight? Mm-hmm. Uh, tonight, as promised, connecting to our major topic, uh, we are going to be drinking the Francis Ford Coppola Diamond Collection Paso Robles Cabernet Sauvignon Vintage 2020. From Wine.com, the price point is around $19, but I believe it is on sale right now for $17.99. Go get yourself a bottle. Treat yourself. I didn't get the sale. I, I paid over. I paid over that. Classy yeah. gentleman. The winemaker notes on this bottle. <clears throat> I'm going to really sultry this one up a little bit. Can't wait. Aromas of black peppercorn, black cherry, blackberry, and char. Like wood char, not like the Arctic char, which is a fish, I'm assuming. Vibrant flavors of black and red fruit, along with clove, spice, anise, layered vanilla, and tobacco. Medium-bodied with a bold tannin structure. There's a lot to chew there. 
just <laughs> uh, I didn't like that. We're gonna keep it in, but I didn't, I could have sexy that up a little bit more too. I'm wearing far too many clothes for something that sexy. Anyway, it has a 13.5 percent alcohol content and is a California coast because it's from Paso Robles. Uh, so there you go. All right, well, I'm excited. Let's let's get the cheers on. I think we're getting better at it. The key is to not fill the glass too high so that it's empty and that acoustics the acoustics that's right if the glass is too full then it's, it's dulled by the, the liquid glass always has to be half full all right looking at it a nice red color not super dark which is weird based on the tasting notes i thought it would be a little bit more purple but it's good it's got a good got a good dark sexy red to it. it's gonna be a sexy episode tonight i'm gonna dip my dick in it i'm gonna <laughs> well you get the you get the like the vanilla on the nose right away no clove or anise yet, but hoping that that's okay. on there. It's definitely got good legs. It, yeah, it is. I mean, it's a good color, but it is. I thought it would be have more body to it. Like I can, I can see a shimmer through it. I like that a lot. That is like a very familiar taste. It's like you're, like that's a that's a cab sav right there. It's like called in the biz cab sav. That's exactly what it is. All right, what do you, <laughs> you seem, like, you seem like, unimpressed. Yeah, like, that's Cab Sam. Well, that's what I it's can, labeled as. So I, I can was, read. Yeah. Can't do numbers, but sure as shit can read. Yeah. Getting all of, like, coincidentally enough, a lot of, like, black flavors in there. Like the yeah. peppercorns. Definitely getting the black cherry and the blackberry. Not getting the char, but the idea, the vibrant flavors of black and red fruit on it. Vanilla on it. Not getting the tobacco yet, but we'll see where this uh, where this takes us. But right away, smooth, super familiar taste. Your your run of the mill quality cab sav. Yeah, definitely. It's a little bit bolder than what we've had lately, mm-hmm. in in a good way. Definitely agree with a lot of berry cherry. Not getting as much vanilla. Okay. Um, hoping that I do try and. Get some of those subtler notes, the the char, the tobacco, the anise, like that would be a good one. So we'll see how it opens up. Anise, anise, tomato, tomato. I really think it doesn't matter. Like officially, I don't think it really matters. Yeah. Yeah. It's not anus. That would be a different. That would be, be a, a different whole scent different category of wine. It's a toilet wine. That's, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where you get that, that good old toilet wine is where you get that anise. <laughs> So we're drinking Francis Coppola wine. Tell the folks what's the connection, why we're drinking this for the main topic today. Well, so to tie in, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, obviously a famous movie director and also uncle of famous actor Nicolas Cage, who decided not to take the family name. The link, obviously, is where we're kind of in the the entertainment area of soccer, and we're going to be talking about some of our favorite TV shows and favorite movies that incorporated soccer we did ask for some write-ins we got we got one yep jess wrote a little bit about her thoughts of famous tv shows and movies so mm-hmm. we'll kind of talk about our favorites why they're our favorites and maybe you know there m- might be some gems out there that people haven't seen yeah well, probably not but y- you never know so yeah that's that's basically going to be the go-ahead and obviously the the segue is is the wine as he was in the movie biz awesome so to start, I will read Jess's thoughts on some of the movies. And so as far as the, the media goes, Jess was, was pretty honest and said that she has not consumed a ton of soccer media. The thought was uh, for TV, 
was Ted Lasso. And I, I have that on my list as well. Yep. So we'll, we'll talk about that. Obviously, just a great show all around. It does, you know, the the central theme or central aspect that brings it all together is the fact that he goes to coach a soccer team. But obviously, folks mm-hmm. who have seen the show know it's, it's so much more. So, so we'll, much more. We'll get into that. And although she hasn't seen it yet, Takai Watiti does have a movie coming out. And unfortunately, it's in a limbo right now where it's not in theaters and it's not on streaming. So we weren't able to watch it yet. But Next Goal Wins, which is kind of his take on the famous story of the Samoan. No. New, New Zealand. New Zealand. The Kiwis. New Zealand, a soccer team that holds the record for the, the largest defeat in World Cup yeah. history. So it's kind of good, that coach. Good at rugby. Not good at soccer. Yeah, you know, you can't, um, can't win them all. Speaking of, we had, we also had someone reach out. Gentleman, true gentleman, by the name of Bill George. He is a movie connoisseur. He and my brother, AJ Rebecca, have a podcast, Should I Go See It, on all the major platforms as well. And he is a true movie buff. He will be crossing the threshold of a thousand movie reviews this year. And he reached out and gave a couple takes of soccer media to send our way, which was awesome. We're going we're going cross platforms here uh, between podcasts, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, he was in support of that as well, the Taika. I'd say Taika Titi. I don't know if that's it's close enough. Yeah. But he, he, yes, Next Goal Wins was his, his first and foremost pick. And then the other one, which I think is something to, to take in, is the 13 Lives, which is the, oh, this is not a word for me, dramatization. Yeah, you got it. Nailed okay, it. I think. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Come on, come on, wait. Uh, dramatization of the rescue of the boys' soccer team in the flooded caves of Thailand. So a little bit, Thailand, yeah, that's right. So a little bit more of a, a deeper, serious vibe, but definitely. As we're always trying to, to grow our brand, but we want to give it out to those who, who deserve it. And so take a listen to Should I Go See It? They do have a lot of great insight on uh, movies. And definitely these are two that are on my list now to expand my palette when it comes to the media, I'll say, when it, for TV and movies. Yeah. yeah. So, Rye Guy. Why don't we start with you? Ooh, okay. We'll start. We'll go with. We'll start with the TV realm, yeah. and then we'll we'll dip into the the movies. So, TVs might be a little bit. It's gonna be a short list. It's gonna be a short list. But yeah. so if we're talking straight up TV, and we've mentioned it before, I'll always support the statement that the product of soccer is one of the best sporting products on TV, bar none. I think soccer is number one. You get 45 minutes, you get a quick halftime, and you're back in action. You're in and out in two hours, two and a half hours. So the product of soccer as an entertainment medium, unbelievable. We wish it could get better. Yes. Which actually, there's our, our, our friend from across the pond told me that we, as we you know, kind of talked about, and we'll probably have another episode of you know, soccer and media from just like that standpoint mm-hmm. of being able to watch all the cups and everything. Yep. We're lucky. Yeah. So they have like basically, as far as I understand it, like a blackout mm-hmm. where you cannot watch any of the games except for like the featured game of that day. So like it's he's like it's like from twelve to three their time. Yeah. Or you know you you're just unable to get any of the games. It's just whatever they choose to. Correct. Put and it's out just there. like the one game. So like when we're able to like switch between Peacock and NBC, the USA, the USA, all yeah. and all that to watch all those games, they don't have it. So yeah. even as we're and again. We'll have it in a future episode. Mm-hmm. Talk about what could be done. We got it pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Yep. So that is kind of where I wanted to start. Obviously, Ted Lasso, and I feel like that's going to come up a lot. Yeah, it's And on. that's probably at the top of both of our lists. Correct. An incredibly well-done television show. 
around the topic of soccer, but it's really so much more, right? It's a heartfelt comedic drama. You know, it checks a box for everyone. I mean, we were talking about it today with my coworkers at lunch and the idea that like people who don't have an athletic bone in their body or don't follow sports, they're like, I love, I freaking love Ted Lasso. Yeah. I mean, when, when it first came out, we were, we were trying to talk about it and I was like, can you really classify it as a soccer show? And by definition, you obviously can, because the premise is, you know, he goes to England to coach a soccer team, but it is so much more like uh, I told Jess the other day that there's, it's probably, I have it saved on my Instagram account. Mm -hmm. There's probably maybe once a week or once every two weeks, I will watch the dart scene from so good at, from season one yeah. where you know he talks about like be curious not judgmental yeah. obviously i say that and i now feel like a big piece of shit yeah, of like that we are there's a our favorite segment in this show is we talk about who we're gonna punch yeah. in the face talk yeah. about yeah. not being curious and being yeah. totally judgmental but it's just like it's such a feel good yeah it was a show that you just you felt good about yourself and you i think you wanted to just be better yeah and obviously the i think the beauty of it was it didn't have any of the normal like relationship tropes mm -hmm. it, it it paved its own path like that wasn't part of it like there were relationships in the, in the show of course mm -hmm. but they there was never any real drama about it they ended as they should mm -hmm. or they stayed together and you were kind of like you were okay with it yeah and it's just like it just goes to show like and even like they were so good at being like hey we're going to we're going left, we're going left, we're going left, we're going left. And you're like, okay, this is exactly where it's going. Yeah. And then right then I'm like, oh, we're taking a hard right turn. He's just like, what? But again, in just such an, an amazing way. And it had just so many powerful scenes that it's, I still think just, yeah. not just one of the best soccer shows, yeah. the best, oh, it is like one yeah. of the best shows. Uh, I, I, I never go back and rewatch anything. And mm -hmm. like that might be one where I go back and rewatch. One of my major knocks on it is I actually wanted more soccer. Like I wanted more in-game. I wanted more like practice footage. But that's just, I guess that could be like my, like the coach in me where I wanted to like. Sure. But again, that wasn't the the point of the yeah. show. Right. And I mean, you could see it got better as seasons went on. But season one, like the scenes like on the soccer pitch were yeah. hard to watch because it's just like. It just looked like slow motion. Yeah. But again, you just understood that that was – this was the premise to just do everything else they wanted to do. Yeah. It wasn't the it wasn't the main, yeah. main focus. So. And speaking of Ted Lasso, I'm, I have my side cup over here, my, my water cup to keep me well lubricated. To the uh, uh, classically handsome Brett Goldstein. Brett Goldstein right he's there. He's there. He's every fucking where Roy Kent. that mm. is on the back of the cup. Love it. So that is classic. I got that, I got that going right now. And Halloween, two years ago, three years ago, I went as Ted Lasso. So yeah, Ted Lasso, I think, is going to be on the on the list for, for most people, I think, right now. If, when they listen to this, they'll be like, yep, 100%. I took it upon myself over the last week and a half, two weeks, to finally watch Green Street Hooligans. And we'll, we'll hold on that. Okay. We're not in movies yet. We're going to... Is oh, that... So you had Ted Lasso? So Ted Lasso for TV. Are we doing Netflix or is that a sub-separate streaming? That could, as long as it's not like a documentary where it's a one-off. I mean, obviously, I would assume your love of David Beckham, that would have been... I mean... That would have been a soccer TV, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Run that. That's Run a good it. one, too. Because that's got a little bit for everyone. If you have no interest in soccer and just want to look at some, some eye candy for several hours, yeah, there you go. You get David and Posh Spice Beckham. There you go. You get weird faced 
Gary Neville. Always just looks confused and or perplexed. Poor Gary Neville. Yeah. Anyway, Netflix did release, over the last couple of weeks, a documentary, Captains of the World. Mm-hmm. I went to start it and then had to stop because I had a massive erection, even in the figuratively, not literally. I wasn't like, oh, no, I have to go to the doctor. Because it was like just the introduction, I'm like, yeah, yeah, like World Cup, balls to the walls, like pressure of your country. I was like, I can't do this right now. I'm not in the right headspace. Yeah, so. All right, I'll have to check that one out. Tell you what, wasn't I also in the right space? My bonner. Anyway, that's uh... a... lot of phallic talk on this episode. But TV-wise, I think that's kind of where I peak. I had... What do you got? I had uh, Welcome to Wrexham, I think. Good and bad. I I think it's a cool story, and there's definitely moments where, you know, you see the reaction from Ryan Reynolds and Rob... McElhaney. McElhaney. Yep. And it's it's great. Like, you know, when they actually got promoted, like that episode, that was was amazing. Like they're like it's just they're in it. Mm-hmm. And I so I, I do I really appreciate that. I, I I love the story. You know, you kinda get more behind the scenes. I could probably do less with like the campy jokey, but I mean that's that's yeah. just their their niche and they are good at it. But I think that's is probably as far as like other T V shows, that's pretty good. The other one was Sunderland Till I Die. Now this is Pretty old at this point, mm-hmm. and I, the only reason I brought it up was because you know it's it's talking about them and they're trying to get back to the top. And at this point, I knew that they had I think successive seasons dropped leagues, like they got relegated from the Premier League, then got relegated to the Championship. Oh, so it's it's one of it's kind of like because um, I just saw a clip on like social media of Spartacus and. Or like, you know. Oh, like the HBO Spartacus? The, yes. Oh, and it's like one of those awesome. things where like, it's so awesome and you love all these characters be like, they're all going to die. Oh, yeah. So it's like watching this, you know, docu-series and they're talking about, <laughs> we're going to buy this player because like, you know, we have only this much and just like, just, I know where, I know where this ends. Yeah, you're slowly <laughs> just, watching the train wreck. It's not great. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that, I mean, it's still like, I think Sunderland is a, is a club with some great history and, and some uh, true champions for that team. I, I think it was, a, it was a great story. Unfortunately, knowing where it ends, still still a good watch. So those are those are my TV. Hoping that there is more. Now, again, obviously, you know, we're, we're stuck with mainstream American media. Mm-hmm. As we have streaming services, there's more media from other countries. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, because I love, I mean, I love me some, some British TV. So hopefully there's some out there that... Might, but those are my TV. All right, hit me with your movies. Movies. Am I circling back to Green Street Hooligans? Or are we going to wait on that one? No, you can. You oh, can okay. if you can start off with um, that. Watched it over. I watched it three nights ago. Okay, yeah. up extra late. Made it till ten thirty. Whoa! Oh, was I tired the next day? Badass. It was good. I enjoyed it. It got me a little fired up. A young Charlie Hunnam and a not weird looking Elijah Wood because I feel like he's just got something odd about him. I don't you just, know you're just picturing is. him as a hobbit? I mean, I he's not always I've, a hobbit. I don't think I've seen any of those movies, like, front to back. You've never seen Lord of the Rings? I'm... No, I'm sure I have. I just, like, I don't know, it's so long. I'm going to sit in the, the ring. I, in the, the I'm so angry right now. No, I'm sure like I shit. Am. I just, I don't know. Oddly enough, I get him, and you're, like, you're going to be so pissed. I get him and Daniel Radcliffe mixed up a lot. Eh, right, just because so. it's just like two young kids who did a wizardry thing. Like they did like mythical. Are you comparing Lord of the Rings to Harry Potter 
You do. I know they're different. You people. choose your next words <laughs> carefully, know. sir. I get so much hate mail. <laughs> choose. Um, no, I just like. Oh yeah, that's that one. Like that's how it usually goes. Anyway, it was good. I enjoyed it. Like it got me fired up. And the best, what I love, I just hit the microphone. God damn it. That was unintentional acoustics. Ooh, nice. What I liked about it the most is how it shows the true passion for the game. Now, of course, it has, it is deeply steeped in violence. That doesn't make you want to stick a credit card into somebody's mouth like they did to Oh, that was, was that was a scene. At one point, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but like at one point, I yelled out like, it's, "Oh, his whole hands the movie, in his throat!" The movie is like almost—it's got to be almost a decade or two thousand five. Yeah, you aren't yeah. ruining it. if they haven't seen it. It's too. But it was late. good. Like it was good. Charlie Hunnam dies. Yeah, there, there I were said it. there were a couple of moments where I'm like, "Oh god!" Like I wanted to like crawl into the couch cushions at like lines that like Elijah Wood said, as he like was quickly indoctrined into like this group of West Ham like. Green Street Elite fanatics. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Like I've, fuck Millwall. Yeah, like I've I've asked people if they've seen it. If they haven't, I was like, hey, you should go check it out. Like it was a decent decent flick. I um, enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I just it was that was probably my first man, my first introduction to a soccer related movie in oh, it had to be a decade. Which will probably my other movies will kind of stem to that. But I, I liked it. I thought it was. It was cool. It was, it was relatively deep. Obviously, did not see Charlie Hunnam getting. No, it, I guess you kind of saw it, but kind of not. Yeah, but it was, it was just a good movie, and I think the way it made Elijah Wood, who like looks like he's ninety pounds soaking wet, yeah, made him look like legit at the end, like a legit badass. You know, like All it didn't five seem foot can- two of them. right. It didn't seem you know campy. It just like you were like, yeah, like this dude looks like he could who could beat me up. So obviously I I enjoyed that. So outside of Green Street Hooligans, what also what, sub note because I texted to you the wife in that movie is stunning. Well, if you like her in that, then you would also. I mean, it's probably one of my favorite Brad Pitt movies is Meet Joe Black. I have not seen that. And there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. This I know, well established, but that is a uh, she's in that. Okay. As well. All right. It's the love interest, and it's uh, on my list now. He's just so he's just so damn charming. Well, another one is Ladybugs. Fantastic. Which, by the way, you want to talk about classic, like old school hottie? Is the daughter on the soccer team? Okay. She, I think she's also the same one who plays like the love interest in Hocus Pocus. I could be making that up, but I will. Oh, I will, that, that might be true. I will, we I have will the internet. Double check. So she, start talking. I'm going to internet. She, if it's the same girl, like that's like core memory, early crush. You're like, yeah, that's a. I I don't know what's happening, but I I like it. I'm pretty sure Ladybugs was what mid '90s. You can't get away with some of the things that were being done. Plus, like Rodney Dangerfield as a coach is just like going to be ridiculous, but. If you want to go in the you know the Wayback Machine in 1992, I was going to say 1994, but I just throw dates out there. Disney movies and hope they Vanessa Shaw. Vanessa Shaw. And yes, it is the same one from Hocus Pocus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The they that and it's the original. She's the man. She's yeah. You know, she's the man in reverse. Right. The boy wanted to play in the girls' team, and then she's the man. The girl played on the boys' team. Yeah. Channing Tatum is in She's the Man. Correct. He's the love interest. Yes. Well, My wife loves that movie. She's the man. 
it's a movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's a, it has got soccer in it. Yeah. Uh, and then one that wasn't originally on the list that I also just added, quality flick, kicking and screaming, the Will Ferrell movie where he pretty much doesn't want to be his dad coaching soccer, but ends up turning into his dad. The fact that towards the end of the movie, he's in the matching tiger tracksuit and the Italian job is just the two butcher's kids who are just like running amok amongst the field, just like scoring bicycle goals, like gives me great joy. Yeah, that's a good good quality family soccer movie. I did not see that. And the reason... Oh, please do. The reason for that was because it was during that time where like... There were two like two times in my life where like an actor was just firing out movies left and right. I was just like, I've had enough. Will Ferrell was one of them. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen was the other. So Will Ferrell like had come out with... I think it was like... Not Journey to the Center of the Earth. It was another like Land clip. of the Lost. Land of the Lost. Yeah, firing on all cylinders, like, baby. You know, it was like Anchorman, Step Brothers, Kicking and Streaming, Old Bewitched. Cool. Like there was just like it just I was just like Elf. I was like I I can't I just need a break. And yeah. Kicking and Streaming was where I drew the line. Okay, yeah, I think that was the same for. And a lot I was just of like I I can't. So I haven't seen it, but I'll probably try and go back to it because I think I I probably would enjoy it. Now yeah. I had a couple others up there. I did have Ladybugs, obviously classic. You know, if you love Rodney Dangerfield, there's there's nothing not to love about Ladybugs. Yeah, Will is a movie that I put. This is a very Liverpool centric movie. I think my cousin Anthony was the one who put me onto it. But basically, it's a kid who's you know him and his 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 father and his grandfather are diehard Liverpool fans, and it's it's kind of tracking the road to Istanbul, the the famous Liverpool Champions League uh, win. And the father gets tickets to the game, two tickets to the game, but then the father suddenly passes away. So, like, the kid is obviously oh, just no. devastated, but he's determined to go to the game. And he, he, he kind of, like, just goes rogue and, like, he's going to get to the game and be friends like this somehow ex-soccer player. I think he's, like, Greek or something. And they, okay. it's just their journey to get to the Champions League All final. Right. And at the end, he, you know, somehow gets in the tunnel, sees King Kenny and, and sees Steven Gerrard. And it just again as a Liverpool fan, obviously I loved it. I, I still think it was it was a was a fairly good soccer flick. So that was in there. The Big Green, as a kid. Now this we talked about classically handsome Brett Goldstein. Yeah. This is classically handsome Steve Steve Gutenberg. As you <laughs> you know, like three men and a baby, just like that old that old school. Just <laughs> you don't you don't think he was classically handsome? No. What? Like. Just the other, wait. Who were the other guys? Was was Tom Tom Selleck? In, Tom Selleck and Ted I mean, Danson and Three Men and a Baby. They all all of them in their own right. I mean, were, Steve Gutenberg is the freaking hand grenade be in the, that, be in the, that trio. Yeah, but I mean, and it's just I'm just telling you. Okay, it, hey, it's not it's not bad. Like I said last episode, there's 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 a face for every ass. Go exactly. On. All right. So <laughs> you know. And in this, there's obviously a Police uh, Academy, Steve Gutenberg. Classically handsome. Classically. It's a thing. Anyway. No, I know it's a thing. So it's just for, like a teacher comes in, she's from the UK. Okay. She's trying to get the kids engaged. She's Love like, it. oh, what, what can we do? So she finds a soccer ball. She's obviously gorgeous. There we are. And she, you know, takes them out on to to teach them how to play soccer. And so they form a team. Yep. And they, you know, I'm have, assuming Steve Gutenberg in this he was a punter, and so he could just like yeah. kick the ball really far. No, but they, but fall he obviously, they fall in love. He, they do. Okay. I mean, I don't know if it's like 
One kind of sort. It's not like the main focus. One single smooch. Right. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. But they, you know, so the team's good. Okay. Not great. They happen to find a kid from Latin America who's awesome. And so they, you know, go on a tear. The, my favorite part, though, is the goalie is the same uh, actor who played Ham from The Sandlot. Oh. And his big thing is he keeps every time, like, like you know, it's an odd man rush. Yeah. He imagines the opposing team is like pirates or ninjas. <laughs> and so they transform. And every time he gets, like, soccer ball, like, gets kicked, it, like, starts going a thousand miles. And he gets, like, catches it and blasts it into the goal. <laughs> and he's, like, rolling around in the net. I die laughing every time. And then, obviously, at the end, he conquers his fears and becomes, like, an, am- like an amalgam of all of them. And okay. It's just, it's a good... Feel-good movie? Feel-good soccer flick. The other team is, like, the team you hate. They try and get the kid deported. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, real assholes. Yeah, wow. So, great flick. Yep. And definitely one I think people should watch. It's lighthearted. Love it. One with you, if you're trying to get your kids into soccer, the Big Green. Big Green. Again, we talked about next goal wins. Really excited to see that. I'm a huge Kaiwa TT fan. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of his shows, a lot of his movies. So, really excited for that. Shaolin soccer. Shaolin soccer. Now, that is something that I, I'm not really going to. Is this on like the same line as like Three Ninjas, where it's like. No, so it's, 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 um, it's dubbed. So, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, which makes it like. It's kind of like Godzilla movie-esque dubbed. And it's a bunch of Shaolin monks who, you know, they were were basically, were, were taught the ways of Shaolin and then kind of lost their way. So they... Sitting around just corn. So one of them, other. like one of them, <laughs> you know, tries to get the other monks back together and they form yeah. a soccer team, but they use like their skills, okay. Shaolin skills and... I mean, it's and they play in robes, right? Because obviously they play in robes. No, they play in they play in uniforms. Oh, really? Well, one of them might be might be in like the the traditional like Shaolin monk. But anyway, okay. Like take like the use of those martial arts and those moves yeah. into soccer, okay. and like you know, flowing like water. Balls are like you know on fire, like flying, and it's you can at least like watch the trailer. Okay, it's amazingly. I don't know how to describe it. It's just worth a watch. Okay, it's like entertaining and funny but like probably not trying to be funny but it's it definitely was okay was my pick all right and so those were my you know picks for tv and movie but i did have a little added bonus yeah as i did some research as you know we're talking about all the you know tv shows and movies might not know of some actors that if things had not happened could have actually become professional soccer really players. they were that good they were that good. All right. So anyway. some of the, some of these are, are speculation, but Antonio Banderas uh, was a classically handsome man. He's much just more handsome he's than just Steve handsome. Gutenberg. Listen, okay. Go on. Oh, that's it. Just Antonio Banderas. Well, I have so Antonio Banderas. He actually had a. I think he like broke his knee, hmm. but up until that point, was going through like academies where he grew up and was potentially going to be able to be you know go on further. Um, but he'd be a great manager. Even like now, like I feel like his presence, the way he looks, like he has like manager written all over him. Good. Sean Connery played for a Bunny Rig Rose and was rumored to have been called. So this is the one that was like rumored. (laughs) Okay. It was rumored to have been called up to trial for Manchester United. Never went. Obviously, we know the rest is history. James Bond. 
uh, to name the dog's name was Indiana. It's funny, like I love Sean Connery, but anytime I think, all I can think of is like Celebrity Jeopardy is. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Hey, Trebek, what's the difference between you and a mallard with a cold? One's a sick duck. I can't remember the rest. Your mother's a whore. So, R.I.P. Sean Connery. Uh... Matt Smith. So Matt Smith has played uh, an iteration of Doctor Who. He was in the very terrible Morbius movie. He was in Over two the for new. Me so far. The, the Game of Thrones sh- uh, show, the House of Dragons, yeah. he plays somebody. I haven't, I haven't watched it. But anyway, he played for Leicester City's youth team, okay. then was diagnosed with cervic- cervical... Yeah. Spondylosis. Spondylosis. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Um, so a g- degenerative back disease that makes sport performance at the highest level impossible. Oh, man. And thus, Bummer. Yeah. Yeah, jeez. And probably the most famous... Soccer player who actually, you know, was in, mm-hmm. played for professional soccer teams, Vinnie Jones. Okay. Do you... No. Like, Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Oh, uh, is that the Guy Ritchie? Do Guy Ritchie Lockstock? film, yeah. So there's... so No, that's what I have not seen that so one. So that's I where he... Yeah. And he might have actually been... I don't know if he was in, in, in Snatch as Snatch well. Snatch is one of my top five movies of all time. But so Vinnie Jones was also... Do you see uh, Euro Trip? Yes. He's the leader of like the Manchester United oh, like, no, fan club. Yes, oh, okay, but anyway, Vinny uh, gone in sixty seconds. He was he's a silent guy with Nick Cage and oh yeah yeah yeah. So anyway, okay. So Vinny Jones is actually was a member of Wimbledon. Was he the guy who carried the Desert Eagle? Desert yes. Eagle five. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got yeah. It. Yeah. No. So fam- famous actor, but also he played for Wimbledon and famously it, on that team. Um, Beat Liverpool in the FA Cup in 1988 oh, with a, a score of one to nothing. He he didn't score the goal. And the other thing I thought was kind of he's I think he's a little loopy. Yeah. So obviously you know during games where you know players are holding mascots, you know actually like during like the warm ups, like those kids get to like kick the ball around, have a good time. Mm-hmm. Like it's and so uh, Vinnie Jones thought you know it'd be funny because no one had done it before to like as a player like the kid was going to score a goal to like slide tackle him <laughs> and so like he just starts running at this kid there's like a picture of like the kid you know the kid couldn't have been more than like seven six or seven yeah and like vinnie jones is two foot tackles him like all his players are just like no cleans, him and out. cleans the kid out like because he thought it would be funny oh see i didn't know they were called mascots because when you say mascot i picture right, like yeah. freaking i didn't gritty either from but the that's Phillies, just like that's how the that's how the <laughs> It's an audio medium, but I'm gyrating my hips right now in a very, very seductive way, like the Philadelphia Flyers mascot, Gritty. So that that is... Use the, your imagination. So Vinnie Jones, I thought that was a... a oh, God, I, I can't get that on my head. So Vinnie Jones, that was the way I wanted to kind of circle things. Yeah. You know, as he's the perfect blend of soccer player yep. and movie star. Mm-hmm. So to close that out... I think we should check in on the vino. Yeah, let's. I need to. I need to re up. Yeah, I'm gonna do another little taste here. Again, it's your run of the mill cab. It is. It's friendly. It's non threatening. It's not dry. I'm waiting for you to like dry out a little bit. Still getting black and red fruits uh, up front. The vanilla has quieted down a little bit. Uh, I'm waiting for you to tell me what a threatening wine is because there have been a lot of non-threatening ones. So I'm going to take a first sip and like, be like, "Oh Mike, no, the wine has a gun to my head." <laughs> it's the, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm getting more vanilla on the nose. Okay, 
threatening line. That's going to be... I can't wait to use that. <laughs> Mike? Mike? <laughs> it said it has my family. It's, it said it would slash my tires. I just... I feel like I just don't have the palate to hit, hit those nuances. I want to. I want to hit... I want that clove. I want that tobacco. Yeah. I'm going in for another taste. Not getting tobacco. Not getting char. It's still like very... Bevy... Bevy. Very, very heavy. But gentle. It's not like cutting. It's not tart. It's actually very smooth. It's not warm, so to say, both temperature and like taste-wise. Yeah. It's just a, a quality run-of-the-mill cab. Cab sap and biz. Wink, wink. Cab sap. <laughs> There's so many things I want to say right now, but I'm just going to let it go. Just me doing the, me doing the freaking gritty hip thrust towards the microphone. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I think this is one of the better ones we've tasted. So I'm already formulating a score that I that I I'm I'm going there. All right, I'm I'm taking a couple, and I really I really want to dig into this one before we get to the next segment. Excellent. So as we transition from tasting to punching, I just said I needed a fucking second. I know. I'm trying to. Is this cause it's called professional filler right here. I was going to set the table. Oh. Yeah, waiting for you to set the sit, tone. sit down, grab your fork. <laughs> See? Now you've, you're done. You're done goofed. You're done goofed me up. Okay. You fucking gone. really No, you really, you really you twi- just lost it. You really twisted me up. Anyway, we've got more emails coming in. we got a good feedback. Now the holidays are over. I think people are, you know, kind of getting back in the routine, right? They're going to work. They're not sitting on the couches, like, becoming the fabric, being, like, pieces of shit, eating sugar cookies all day long so we've got a pretty good email contribution this week which is super exciting again so thankful for the emails that come in for the people following us like this is really for the people i pester very appreciative yeah all right Um, so yeah what do you got what do you what are you feeling i'm still i don't taste as much cherry now mostly blackberry Mm. i still taste a little bit of vanilla there's the lightest bit of, of dry finish okay i don't know whatever like i always feel it on the sides of my tongue like it just like it feels like i need to have a little bit of water afterwards so that's what i equate with it just has a little bit but it is smooth yeah it's super smooth it is lighter than i would have liked it but again i think like me i'm just and maybe it's the latest wine that we've made that i'm just just here for like the bold big mouthfeel yeah i really am yeah and so I do enjoy it. I think if this was any heavier in the mouth, it wouldn't be as enjoyable. I don't know because I don't, I don't, equ- I don't necessarily equate mouthfeel with alcohol content or mm. acidity. I just think it ha- like there's just a blend that I think like it has more body and can it can still be super smooth and still be heavy. Like the, just, I want to like, like I'm viscous. Just, you don't like, want like, <laughs> like drinking like a just a glass of like chocolate milk. I just want it to be that thick, you know. Like just like I want like a Oikos Greek yogurt <laughs> thickness. That's what I'm looking for. So it's not, but it's a, yeah. Stick that in your fife and smoke it. Uh, but it's good. I like this. I get a I get a score rolling around my head yeah. that uh that I think is going to be fair for this wine. All right, so thank you for the half-assed lost train of thought segue. Yep. You know, that's what you're here for. That's what but I'm here for. As it is time. I haven't drank in two weeks. I'm like, hey, still pants on. Anyway, go on. We're going to finish that bottle, baby. 
it is time for who we're gonna punch in the face. Here we go. Splice it. So Ryan chose Chef of the United for none other reason than... They're going down. They're going down. So, hey, you know what? Why not kick them when they're down? They're going down. So we do have, as Ryan stated, we do have some write in So, again, a thank you to everyone who does write in and for dealing with my pestering because it is our favorite part of the podcast. We oh, yeah. want to keep it going. Hopefully it does eventually become organic, but if it doesn't, you're going to hear from me. So first off, short and sweet, we have from the lovely Jess. Uh, Jess uh, identified that she wants to punch Oliver McBurney this Oliver week from Sheffield United. McBurney. oh my God. For the sole reason that he looks too smug in his official team photo. Okay. Short and sweet, but yeah. hey, you know what? When you feel it, you feel it. And yeah. I think a lot of ours are, are going purely on uh, aesthetics as, as they were. Yeah. So we're... Like if you look at a picture, like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, like you just... Fuck that guy. Yeah. 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 So thank you, Jess, for always being uh, a constant when it comes to the write-ins, and may they continue. Yes. Next one is from our beloved <laughs> CJ, who's back in the game after a uh, week off, and, and surely was he missed. Email is entertaining as, as always. As always, as always. So, CJ writes, hey boys, happy New Year's. Happy New Year's to you as well, buddy. Indeed. Sorry I missed last week. Hope you both had a Merry Christmas. We did, and hope the same for you. Now on to the bums of Sheffield. Love it. I realized a lot that punchable face submissions have some background knowledge of who the players are. Maybe they are a dirty player or a jerk or are really good on a team you hate. I really have no clue about any of these players, so my submissions couldn't be more shallow and strictly someone whose looks annoy me. So the most punchable face for me goes to Tom Davies. God damn it. Really, CJ always just just steals the thunder from, from Ryan. It's not so much his face, but his hair. The curly shoulder-length hair reminds me of Kenny G or Carrot Top. Then he has to do the headband and ponytail bun thing, just a gross Yeah, look. not great at all. Yeah. Trying to add some more background to my submission, I went on his Instagram and was legitimately <laughs> shocked at what I saw and solidified my pick. I'm having a hard time even describing some of his outfits. In one of the pictures, he's at a fashion show in New York wearing what looks like a brown bathrobe, a white button-down shirt with the sleeves cuffed off over the bathrobe, and a gray neck kerchief. It's an ascot. If, uh, well, there you go. He didn't know what it was called, and there it is. Yeah, edutainment. See? Yeah, there you go. Beige pants and a bright purple pointed high-heeled shoe, along with rounded sunglasses and his signature curly hair down to his shoulders. Wait, hold on. Go scroll, scroll down the picture. Does it show his shoes? Oh, Jesus Christ. What an asshole. Yeah. This is one of dozens of pictures that could have picked uh, to highlight why this guy deserves a punch in the face. But I'm sure he's a great guy. Love the podcast, CJ. Thanks, thank you, man. CJ, and I thank you for the picture, which I will definitely oh, use in the in the post on the Instagram account, as it is pretty damaging. We just start vetting these because I'm pretty sure CJ and I have matched on. No, I love the fact that he absolutely burns the bridges that you are going to walk <laughs> across. So no, we're gonna we're gonna keep it going for for years to come. All right, and our. Next comes from a lovely couple across the pond. Patrick writes, Evening, boys. Evening. Happy New Year to you both. I hope you had a good one. 
Same to you, Pat. <laughs> I'll try and dose myself up with Valium this time so I don't just run through a whole <laughs> squad roster like last time. We definitely appreciated it, you know, but everything's a learning process, so True. we learn from our experiences, and here we go. Happy accident. All right, so his is Ben Raritan. Raritan Diaz. I mean, have you seen the story about this bloke and how he plays for Chile now after never making it for England? No offense to the Irish squad, obviously. He found out he was eligible to play for Chile when he was playing football manager. Not sure you have those over there. The most addictive game ever. Is that like Farm Simulator? Because I almost played that the other day. I'll start fresh face, then appear after a week with a beard like Mike. <laughs> that's, that's great. He's literally from fucking Stoke, England, which is the biggest shithole <laughs> shit northern town. If Putin drove through it, <laughs> he'd think he'd already captured it. Oh my god, that's incredible. Literally makes me cringe that he's now dropped the Ben part of his name and is now known as Brereton Diaz. Oh, so he's trying to yeah. legitimize I it. get playing for a country that means something to you or your family, but comes from... But come on, man, have some shame. Did his, like, abuela come from there? I, I'm assuming I Chile, Spanish-speaking, abuela. That is, yeah. Grandmother. Abuela, his grandmother, yes. Bueno. And now <laughs> from his lovely Mrs.-to-be, Nicola. I apologize for... His, beautiful name. Beautiful name. Irish name. Yeah. There you go. I apologize for his rage last time. We're trying to see if he has Tourette's. Thank God it wasn't Spurs. Otherwise, you've been reading it, and we'd be having <laughs> chest pains. West Ham Tottenham in our house is fun, as you can imagine. Being, she's a Spurs fan. Ah, uh, sorry. Yeah. She goes with Brewster for no other reason that he looked like a serial killer when I Googled the squad. Brewster is like Prince? Rian it's just Brewster. one name? Rian Brewster. R-I-A-N-N? I think there's an H in there. Oh, that's confusing. Not his picture. Yep. Rian Brewster. Oh, yeah, wasn't he? he? Oh, we'll okay. get to that. Yep. Sorry. No, no, no. Really enjoy the show. It's hilarious. And I'll be having a glass of Madeira Red tonight for the same. Nice. Now, yes. we always appreciate drinking while listening. Madeira wine, though, as you've got to, you know, Nicola, you got to step up your game. Madeira wine is alcoholic grape juice i'm sorry to our portuguese listeners but they yeah, make that's what you make like a spritzer with yeah there's you mix, you mix with seven there's up there's better vinos out there and oh yeah we we recommend that you you take a gander at some of the ones we drink on the podcast to expand that palate oh yeah so to that i also agree with your pick for Rian brewster it's not my pick but he was a player who played for liverpool yeah i remember wasn't striker striker wasn't a first pick and didn't you know decided that he was he thought the grass was greener elsewhere Mm -hmm. again don't know the intern of the politics but he didn't like the fact that the playing time he was getting so we sold him for 20 mil which i think we fleeced um sheffield united for so great pick nicholas you got it and we hope that along with pat you guys continue to write in because we love to hear from Everyone, and I think you guys have a great insight being from the UK. So that wraps up our write-ins. Thank you, everyone. That was, that was Thank excellent. Thank you. CJ, I know what to expect because it's just my pick every week. But It's going to be fun to see if that yeah. continues. All right. You go first this week. I went Me? first last week. Oh, yeah. All right. Bring the heat. Bring the heat. Set the tone. So my pick for most punchable face 
is none other than Oliver Norwood. And Jesus if you look Christ. at this guy's team photo, you just say, God was like, we're going to give this nice, round, perfect face, and then we're going to fucking cram his <laughs> eyes, nose, and mouth within one cubic inch of each other. And just, so he has, this is a, this might be a six head, not a four head, yeah, not a, a five of, head. There's a lot of space It's a six head. Then, I mean, a little bit to me is one of the ears sticks out a little farther. I have that problem. So it's more like internal hatred I'm projecting. You're projecting. But like, you just look, he's got like not a good tooth to gum ratio, like really just like overbite city. And is it your projector? Does he have like a horrific scar above his right eye? Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's the Harry Potter of fucking who's not of the Premier League. Who's not Elijah <laughs> Wood. Yeah, so expecto, punch him in the fucking face. I just like, I can't get over like everything is just condensed. And it just I just want to take his cheeks and just stretch his skin out to try and, you know, really. Yeah. He, he, you know what he looks like? He looks like if you took him out of the, the jersey, out of the kit. He looks like generic high school English teacher. Like, he'll tell you about the symbolism in Great Gatsby. It's just like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's just like a friendly neighborhood <laughs> high school English teacher. And then honorable mention, just because I'm going to mispronounce his name, but it's a- Anal. <laughs> Good old Anal. I'm at Hodzik. And... Yeah, I mean, he's actually he's not a bad-looking character. His, his two front teeth look like they might be a little uh, askew, but your name is very close to anal, so yeah, it's... I'm gonna maybe I wouldn't maybe not a punch, just like a little little slap, little glove slap <laughs> across the face. So those are my two picks. Good. Uh, and all right, so Rai, let's uh, let's hear what you have to say. Well, as I've already verbalized, my of the same pick as you know frequent emailer CJ. Because uh, great minds think alike. I also chose Tom Davies. Now, I follow the same process. We've mentioned it on here. I do a Google search of the team. I click on players. And that's what I go with with the pictures. I don't do deep dives in any other picture. It's the first one that comes up. And whatever feels right, it's like true love, I go with. <laughs> I have so many questions for Tom Davies, really. One is what color. You then ask what color of. What color of. Is his Subaru Outback. Because I've never seen a fucking... Hey, we have a Subaru Outback. No, so does my brother. (laughs) Listen, my wife is a Subaru Forester. It is the best car in the snow I've ever driven. There's not a knock on Subarus. I'm just Eleanor's going to get that car. This guy is going to tell you about his Subaru, as well as his granola farm, (laughs) as well as the, the... the triple IPA he had in someone's basement brewery that is just second to none. He looks, in his pictures, looks like the biggest fucking hippity-dippity, earthy-crunchy... I can't believe in some of these pictures he's actually an athlete because he looks like he just walked out of like a, a an L.A. alleyway after freaking giving a guy a fucking suck job in the back of a Chevy Cavalier for about 50 cents and a friggin' pack of smokes. He is not an attractive man. And listen, as someone who has a good head of hair, the guy has a good head of hair, but he wears it like a fucking asshole. <laughs> All right? There's one picture that literally looks, it's just, it is alarming. He looks drunk, stoned, and like I said, just friggin' gave a guy a smooth uh, underneath a bridge somewhere. That might be the most epic punchable face rant I think we've ever had on the podcast. Thanks, man. 
There you go. Yeah. It comes from a place of pure and utter hatred. Incredible. Incredible yeah. stuff. I'm glad, glad we recorded I feel it. good now. I really feel like a weight is lifted from my shoulder. Yeah. It yeah. seemed like you just like Both had that thing in the holster. And like you and CJ together, that... I just blacked out, actually. I don't know. I just kept looking at this picture. And Tom just... Davies should probably feel bad about himself. No, and fuck this guy because he used to play for Everton. So, like, there there's, there's that, too. There's that. So, but uh, yeah. every picture I find of him is just less wow. flattering than the next. And, yes, obviously, I understand he's a professional athlete. But you know what? It's not what we're here for. I'm going to yeah. shit on his physical yeah. appearance and the fact that he looks like he would. Oh, my God. Oh, why did I do that? No, he dresses and looks like an asshole. There you go. There you go. Done. Beautiful. That. Mic drop. Yeah. I'm going to take a sip of water because that really. Wow. Enjoy that, folks. That's a great way to round out the most punchable face for this episode. And to give the listeners a little tease of what to expect for next episode. Where, Where we're at right now is you know from a, a premier league perspective we're in that that january break obviously there's still still cup games but we're in the january transfer window so there's a little bit of lull in the the premier league so we thought that during this month this would be a good time to kind of give a recap of where the season is at love it where you know where the not just obviously where the teams are at. You can obviously look at the, the standings, yeah, but, but more so of like what, what's been going on. Big, big things that have kind of happened in the first half of the season. We also want to talk about injury lists because I think that's a, that's a big part of, you know, as these years continue, players are just, there's no breaks, right? In between seasons, there's, you know, the Euros, there's the World Cup. During the season, there's the African Cup of Nations, yeah. there's the Asia Cup. There's just no break. So we're seeing these players that are You say just, Copa America? Copa America. Yeah, nailed it. All right. So there's there's just there's no break, right? These players get burnt out. They get injured. So we're going to kind of talk about where certain big teams are hmm? as far as their injury list because that could obviously impact the second half of the season. We're also going to talk about that some signings. Obviously, I don't think we'll, the by the time we air the podcast, we might not... the. The January transfer window may not have closed. So we might not have all of them, but we're going to have a decent amount of them so we can kind of rate how teams did when it comes to the transfer window. Obviously, but hey, one door closes, another one opens. Yeah, right. Fucking, you know, live, laugh, love. Yeah, yeah. Any other fucking pearls? Um, God doesn't close a door without opening a window. It only takes one. Isn't there, it takes two, baby? No, it only takes one. It only takes one. To so, get a girl pregnant. All right. My high school health teacher was like, listen here. He's like, it only takes one. I'm like, what one? He's like, one sperm. I'm like, oh, God, I'm terrified. Anyway, go on. That's going to be the topic and the team that we're going to pick yep. as we're you know halfway through. So I was trying to pick a team halfway in the table. The, the team that's dead is, is right smack in the middle is Chelsea. We've already done them. The next closest one was Wolves, which we're saving for a special episode mm-hmm. in the month of March. Mm-hmm. So Bournemouth is going to be Ooh. the team we choose for none other than like the, their 12th. So they were kind of smack yeah, dab okay. in the middle. So the I next team for uh, Punchable Face yep. is going to be Bournemouth as we kind of give a recap of during this winter intercession-esque talk about that. So before we talk about the wine that we will be drinking mm-hmm. for our next episode, Rye, let's give our final thoughts on this wine right. and a I'm score. Gonna do one, I'm going to do one... 
culminating sip and then give you a score. I got a number in my head. It's been um, within a point plus or minus of what I've had since the beginning. One decimal place. It's not scientifically backed. It's not changed a whole lot. Very black, red berry, upfront, vanilla, not overpoweringly sweet like you would get in like uh, like an apothic red, which is way too sweet for me. Can't do it. This is going to be my highest score yet. I'm going 8.1. I really like it. It's smooth. The flavor notes are something I like. I think no one would have any complaints about this wine by any means. Um, there's nothing super polarizing about it. They'd be like, oh, I don't like it. Uh, and again, like Cabernet Sauvignons are like a fairly user-friendly wine where like you can't go wrong. Yeah, so I'm going highest score yet. Mark it down, 8.1. All right. And I don't really think I have too much to add from a flavor profile taste. I think I taste the same notes. So I'm not going to just, you know, talk to hear myself. We've done enough of that for podcast to podcast. So I, I agree with the the flavor profile, the, you know, obviously the, the color, the legs um, stand on its own. But for me, I do enjoy a bolder wine. Mm-hmm. I wanted more mouthfeel. I wanted... Viscosity. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted, pretty much. You pretty wanted much. viscosity. So, but again, it is enjoyable. Yeah. I think for the price point, it's it's a nice it's a nice cab. Yeah, I'm gonna go seven seven. Nice, that's a good. Yeah. Sc- you know what? It's a good score for you. Thanks, buddy. I like that. Thanks. Yeah. So, talk about the wine we're gonna be drinking for next episode. Yes. Not everything ties together perfectly, but we're in this kind of lull, right? We had the the big to do about Christmas. Sure and did. And there's New Year's. Now it's kind of like the drab. Like we need we need something. We need a spark. Sure do. So we need something to spice things up. Yeah, we do. And to that, the wine we're going to be drinking. For Boner next... pills. Oh, sorry. No, you go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the next wine we are going to be drinking is. <laughs> sorry. You fucking sorry. idiot. Is we're going to be drinking Silk and Spice, but more specifically. The Spice Road blend. Mm-hmm. It's a yep. Portuguese. Sure is. And so again, as the, you know, spice things up. So that's what we're going to be drinking for next week. It does have a blend of grapes, one of which we have not sampled yet. But yeah, so. Silk and Spice, go get a bottle. Drink it with us while you listen. It's got a, well, it looks to be like a compass of sorts on the front. It's a sexy bottle. It's nice. I will. You're going to drink. You might have passionate, consensual sex with your significant other after drinking this wine. What a way you know what? What a cool way to close things it's, out. It's Why a... did you have to put consensual in there? Are you having non-consensual sex with your partner? Mm. Okay. Listen, what people do behind their own I doors. Guess. All right. All right. Anyway. I'm not out there peeping. Anyway. You know what? Before Ryan says <laughs> anything else, we would love it's to It's a keep, new year, baby. We would love to keep going, but... After VAR review, we are officially out of wine. Sure are. And thus, we'll need to put the final cork in this episode and say, listen to us next time on another episode of Vino Volley. Ryan, normally, yes. without any, just take us out, my friend. As always, remember, sip and soccer responsibly. We bid you 
a Freddie Adu.